Welcome to the week seven transactional tidbits, where we give you a consumable perspective on ads, drops, and diagnostics. Any new listeners, I am Skyler. This is JW. To any returning listeners, y'all are the best. If you love fantasy football, make sure you subscribe as we get into today. Our goal is 2,500 subscribers by the end of the season. We just hopped over 2,000, so I feel like we are so close. Welcome. You're listening to JWB Fantasy Football. Thanks for listening. All right. As always, we start with our ads. I am a little late getting to you guys. Instead of in the morning, it is coming in the afternoon. So I'm going to try to keep this very short for you. And as always, the must ads start the ad section. So we're going to start with Zach Evan, a name you will see probably leading your league in fab. Now, anyone in immediate need of a running back spot starter needs to prioritize this ad. I will note there is risk here because Zach Evans... He hasn't shown us anything at this point to believe that another name couldn't come up and take that spot. So there's been no positive news in him since the NFL Combine uh, into the season. Despite JWB here, us liking what we saw at times with him on film in college, our concerns on his play inconsistency and his play maturity has resulted in limited opportunities and spared optimism. Two other names, if you can afford to add them, would be Daryl Henderson Jr. and Royce Freeman, who both have stinted uh, histories of you know coming in in spots just like this and giving us at least some bit of usage. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know why this, this ad is coming, it is because Kyron Williams is likely missing a week with an ankle injury, and Ronnie Rivers' suspected handcuff will be out for extended time with an injury. We'll get more on injuries at the end of this, as always. Next, ads here, very similar to the last one. Jordan Mason, Elijah Mitchell here with CMC out. Uh, we need to get some cheap shares of this 49ers offense. Debo Samuel might also be out next week, uh, so these guys could be in for a really good one-week workload at minimum. Mitchell seemed like he has maybe regressed or has just been stunted by his injuries for this reason. Mason is the priority here for me. He's looked solid and limited in limited use here, especially versus Dallas, and he's gotten in the red zone twice this year. Kareem Hunt is a player that should be added in all leagues, a guy that I didn't think would have another shot into the league, but running backs are scarce, and Hunt saw 15 touches and a touchdown out of the bye week for a team with familiarity with the player. Hunt must be rostered. The last priority ad I have here is the Browns defense. If they're out there for you, it's a solid matchup versus the Minshew Colts in a week with limited streamer options, another viable option for similar reasons to the Seahawks and the Jaguars, two top 12 defenses thus far who have average or worse matchups. Next, guys that have a little bit of context to their ads, but of course, if you can afford to, you can look their way through a couple of dollars fab on these players. We don't know exact numbers. Please go into the comments and let us know. And as always, let us know who you need to drop in order to add these players and we'll let you know if it is worth it. So we'll start. I'm just going to name out a big list. I'll go through uh, one note about each one here. So Craig Reynolds, Latavius Murray, Ezekiel Elliott, Devin Singletary, Tajay Spears, and Keontae Ingram all shared positive trends in week six. Uh, for Craig Reynolds, Jameer Gibbs is still limited, and David Montgomery should miss some time. Again, we'll go more over injuries at the bottom of this video at the very end here. Uh, thus, Reynolds will see elevated usage. I'll note Bam Knight was sent to IR this weekend. Latavius Murray split work with James Cook this weekend, and Damian Harris will miss an extended time with a scary neck injury. Ezekiel Elliott is getting 34% of the work, which is just enough to sneak onto our deeper rosters here as the clear 1B in this offense, although without any touchdowns, this may not be overly valuable. Devin Singletary was the more featured Texans running back in week six. We have a bye week in week seven for him, but he's worth the add in deeper league should the Texans continue this favorable split. Taji Spears has looked good all year, and he's 
a priority handcuffed here. He's an add in all formats for me uh, moving forward, and he should be. We've been saying to roster him, I think, for about five or six weeks straight here. And then last with Keontae Ingram, Amari DiMercato shockingly had three opportunities behind Ingram's 12, so it appears the preferred add to whatever that is worth is Keontae. Ingram is nothing more than a fringe RB3, though. Next, rookie wide receivers. The promise continues to add Rashi Rice, Josh Downs, and Marvin Mims. We're hoping for late breakouts. If your rosters are slim, I can understand waiting until they are priority ads. Kyler Murray, I'm getting ahead of this one for leagues with IR. I am adding Kyler Murray now. Uh, I would have been holding to this point, but, you know, of course, other backs, other players, per- perhaps you needed to use your IR spots on. But if you can afford to, Kyler Murray's a player I'm stashing now in a local Cardinals radio show. Last week, Gannon hinted that he fully expects Murray to be starting games this season, for whatever that's worth. Curtis Samuel and Wandell Robinson. These are both players that will get it done better for you in PPR. Samuel, I much prefer uh, in one of my NFFC leagues. I've actually started Curtis Samuel two weeks in a row, and he's made me happy two weeks in a row. Jameson Williams and Rashid Shahid are two players you could potentially look to. Their long touchdowns will be unpredictable, but they are really only players I want in deeper leagues. If you have shower leagues, I'm not even going to add them. They're just a distraction. They are roster cloggers. They offer upside in a final flex spot, but you cannot trust the reliability for either of these in shallower lineups. Janu Smith. Who would have thought in the year of 2023, we'd be talking about Janu Smith on a team that also has Kyle Pitts, who is finally seeming to come out, but we're on four solid weeks in a row. Tight ends are miserable. Why not? Same goes for Michael Mayer. Similar reasons, I'll play ball here. Mayer is a solid safety blanket, and perhaps his usage over Austin Hoover continues to trend favorably. As always, I try to throw a couple streamers in here. We did talk defenses a little bit earlier. For kicker and defensive streamers, please check in Thursday mornings. I do our special team spotlight where I go over past waivers. Who is left rostered under 55% of leagues that I think you need to go and pick up that you can play for the week, a good shot at top 12. I'm going to start with Brett Mayer, Jason Myers, Brandon McManus, and Daniel Carlson. I think they're all viable streamers this week, and they're available in most of your leagues. For quarterback streamers this week, I'm going to throw Sam Howell, Brock Purdy, Matthew Stafford, and atop all three of those guys, Geno Smith. They're great options for week seven for a couple of you guys dealing things. If you have uh, Trevor Lawrence, and you don't want to wait to see what happens with him on Thursday, uh, these are all good options for you. Check in with my quarterback ranking videos that come out Saturday mornings for their end order. The last ad I have here is Leonard Fournette. It's a sneaky ad in deeper Fournettes uh, with so many injuries to running backs through six weeks. I found it hard to believe that Lenny won't get a tryout for one team. So there's one to monitor and or get ahead of. And then Landmines. We always throw out a couple of landmines players that I wouldn't even bother going and trying to add for you. Uh, we've only had one or two guys who hit these landmines that maybe it was well worth the ad. Uh, so without further ado, Julio Jones. I think the volume with the Eagles he just signed will be unpredictable. Chase Claypool, again, even if he gets a run, I believe it will be unpredictable. Uses both those names. Perhaps if they show us something in one or two weeks in a row, maybe we can add them in the event we need that spot starter. But for now, I'm avoiding. Salvin Ahmed. I'm unsure we can predict his usage amongst other options in that backfield. The Finns also have the Eagles next week, who are very stout versus the run. I don't think this is an ad you may need to make now. Kendrick Bourne, a player I really like personally as a player. This is more against the Pats offense, and they face Buffalo next week. So I don't trust just about anyone in that offense. Nevertheless, Kendrick Bourne. I will note that he is a fine ad in deeper leagues as a bi-week filler that will not give you zeros. He might give you five or six points. Um, 
but that's worth something here, potentially, depending how deep your league goes and how scarce options are. Should the Patriots go away from Dr. Parker once and for all and prioritize Bourne the way they did in the second half last week? Perhaps Bourne is back into our sneaky starters. But for now, I'm avoiding. I will also note that the schedule weeks 8 through 14 is pretty pretty juicy with six wide receiver friendly matchups separated by a mid stretch bye week. The Washington commanders are my last landmine here. Having allowed 30 plus points to opponents in four straight weeks before the Falcons last week, I cannot trust them. If you stream the commanders and against the giants and the giants have their bounce back week, that's on you. I'm content missing out here. Despite it being a good matchup on paper, we got burned two weeks ago by the commanders and that's still fresh in my mind. Section two, guys, we have our drops. Um, I'm not going to get really into deep here on our drops. Uh, just given how late this video is coming out, I want to give you guys the most and condensed. But I will say, if I can afford to, I'm holding on to Jackson Smith and Jigba at least through week 10 or greater on. I still have a lot of hopes for this player, especially in the event something opens up within that offense. I'm still holding on to Quentin Johnson, but I'm not holding too much hope. Uh, he can be cut in most formats that don't run too deep. I completely understand that. But if you can afford to in deeper league, I'm still waiting another week or two on Quentin Johnson to see if we can get anything. Same goes for Jahan Dotson. Uh, it's a shame for both of these guys. Dotson, though, I... Uh, if you need to pick up a player to play, Dawson can go. Unfortunately, there's really little to hang my hat on there, as much as we love Jahan Dawson as a player. Now, let us know down in the comments, of course, if a player on your roster is indeed droppable, and it also helps if you let us know who you are looking to add when you go to drop that player. Section three, guys, are injuries for the week. We're going to start with Kyron Williams. Really disappointing, a potential league winner we've had thus far through six weeks. A guy who's gotten incredible volume. He's had 20-plus opportunities uh, thus far per game, which has been exceptional. But he had an ankle sprain last week, and he's going to miss next week. Anticipate either missing additional weeks or that he plays at around 75% volume and or efficiency for the following week. On the same team, Ronnie Rivers went down here with a PCL sprain. Uh, he's going to be out next week and longer. He should probably go on the IR, and he may be effectively done for the fantasy season, targeting week 12 to 13 return, if at all. As we mentioned in our ad section, I think Zach Evans is the player to go add. We really liked him coming out of college here at Jade to be, although he did have concerns since the combine, whether it was his play maturity or his inconsistency in play. And for that reason, Dale Henderson, of course, I think should be on the backside of your radar and to a much lesser extent, Royce Freeman. Justin Fields uh, dislocated the thumb on his throwing hand. He's going to be out next week. Anticipate a week nine return. I believe, barring any new reports of a confirmed ligament tear, and that would land Fields on IR in your Superflex leagues, you can go and try to pick up his backup quarterback there for at least a one-week fill. Christian McCaffrey, a big one. Hopefully, I think we dodged a bullet here for a lot of you owners who are depending on Christian McCaffrey to win you your league. He had an oblique and ribs injury here. He's going to miss next week. Typically, obliques run athletes two weeks, give it a week nine bye. I'd anticipate to miss CMC until week 10, where our update on where he stands should be concrete. Trevor Lawrence here for you guys had a knee injury last week. I think it's going to be 50-50 now. It's a really quick turnaround for Thursday Night Football, so you need to check in routinely for updates for your Superflex leagues. You just cannot afford to miss Trevor Lawrence, but plan to go with a plan B this week, regardless in your one quarterback leagues. Either, um, you know, check back with us on some of our other shows as we get into sleepers for the week. You can get Dumpster Diamond Daddy on Thursday mornings, weekly sleepers on Friday mornings with Jake, um, and check their streamer options. But I mentioned earlier in our ads for now, Brock Purdy, Sam Howe, Matthew Safford, and my favorite of the group, Geno Smith, are all viable streamers next week. 
David Montgomery, it's looking like he's going to be out for next week. Certainly he had a rib injury as well. I'm hoping he's good for week eight, but a conservative estimation would be for week nine. A lot of times with these rib injuries, they miss two weeks. There's a lot of pain tolerance to go along with it here as well, especially for a position that takes so many hits. Noobs on Jameer Gibbs is pending. He was close to play a week ago. You're going to have to uh, check in on that all throughout the week here. But Craig Reynolds, for that reason, is a priority waiver ad. We mentioned him a little bit earlier, but as we wait updates here in Detroit, he should get an extended run. Next, I'm just going to list a, a group of players. I think all of them should be good to go next week. We're talking Ramondre Stevenson, Tyree Kill, DK Metcalf, Hunter, Henry, and Baker Mayfield. All of them, little things, a lot of them returned to their games last week. They should be good to go. The one player here that I would keep the closest eye on is Debo Samuel. In the absence of Christian McCaffrey and potentially Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, Jordan Mason, they're absolute must-starts, especially if Debo misses time. If Debo misses, we might even, in some of our deepest leagues, suggest going with Juwan Jennings, um, where he could get some extended run, a player who's flashed at points thus far. So I'm going to be passing on our weekly bonus section here on our little buy-sell, like to throw in at the end of the one for you. So I'll just give you a little thing here quick, uh, I will say for teams with stars missing time that are potentially struggling a 500 or worse record and they're a little panicking, maybe they're missing Justin Jefferson or Christian McCaffrey and they know they're going to be without both of them for at least three more weeks. This is a great time for our 6-0, and 5-1-4, and two teams to potentially score some stash discounts here. You pick up one of those guys for depth, you grab league winners, it could help them get a couple wins now to stay in it. And for you with players that potentially you can either fill with only a point or two loss or players on your bench, you're scooping up some of the biggest names in football. So just something to keep an eye on, explore, knock on the door of the managers in your league and see where they're at and see if potentially a deal could get done. But that does it, guys, here for the Transactional Tippets Week 7. There's a bunch of links in the description I would love you to take a look at before you get out of here. I implore you to please go look at them. Our Discord constant conversations going all of the time. And our Patreon, you can ask us a million questions, less than a dollar a week. That's down there as well. And then lastly, our Clips catalog. You want to take on any single player, go check it out. We have it for Dynasty. If you want to go back and audit our ramp up to the season where you want a week-to-week basis they're all labeled in different tabs chronologically and hyperlinked uh very easy to find out if there's a player with a take that isn't recent enough for you de- definitely go into our discord to suggest that we'll make that thing happen for you if you see in that top corner that one you will see the underdog logo there for y'all who are playing in season for anything to do with underdog fantasy uh Definitely go check them out and use code JWB for first time depositors. You're going to match up to $100. Please go check that out. It helps you, helps us. Last things, JWB Fantasy Football on all social platforms. I'm trying my best to keep up with some of the other platforms here that we've we've launched into with Instagram and um, TikTok. But, you know, of course, it's a lot of work here to keep up with the YouTube and the Twitter here as well. I will say for Twitter at JW underscore FF, the pin tweet has where you can find our entire team. Go check all of them out. Absolutely. And last, as I said, 2,500 subscribers is our goal by the end of the year. We just crossed 2,000. Please be a legend and go down and subscribe. That does it here for you guys, and I will catch you next week.